0: Welcome to the Metaphysical Martini Show, where wit and wisdom come together to bridge the gap between the spirit realm and the physical world, with Ani Avadisian, the Mad Shaman, a production of CosmicReality.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Arnie Avedisian. Welcome to Metaphysical Martini. Three parts spirit, one part rational mind. Add two drops of optimism. Give it all a good, hard shake and pour. Dress it with the olives of grace and empathy. Sit back, sip slowly, and contemplate the wonder of cosmic co-creation. And a hearty hello to everyone out there! Hello, hello, hello! Thanks for joining me for yet another round of cocktails on this week's metaphysical martini, the show that tries to sort out what's true, do da don't, what's woo, don da don't, and what gets flushed down the loo in today's what a hullabaloo at the border in Texas. What else will the establishment plan as they continue to vex us? The farmers of Europe are out in force and on fire. And uh, let's just say that the police in Europe are getting a taste of their manure and ire. Nikki Haley is a delusional twit who crawled on her belly out of Lucifer's pit. It's going to keep boiling. Many underpants will be soiling in today's meanwhile. Oh, my God, what is going on? I mean, I think the White Hats are diligently toiling in this crazy spaghetti Bolognese apology for a civilization here currently on planet Earth. As always, my darlings, we try to do this with as much dignity and decorum as can be mustered on any given day. And as always, we're rarely successful. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Because we're a about to give it our best shot. And on this show, the metaphysical martini show, we do love the odd shot now and then. Yes, we do. In fact, my sweeties, Um, Just for the sake of, you know, transparency and all of that, let me take a sip of today's drinky-poo and see if it's a winner or a sinner. After all, Metaphysical Martini is the show where the Holy Spirit meets top-shelf distilled spirits. Now, don't go away. Hang on there. Sipping is happening. I haven't tried this one before, so not quite in this way. So hold on. Mmm. You know, that is very, very pleasant. I really enjoyed that one. Mm. More about that towards the end of the show. This particular cocktail is usually made with an egg white. I don't really like to put things like egg white in cocktails, raw eggs. So this is a much simpler version. But as I said, more about that towards the end of the show. If you are joining us for the first time, a very warm welcome to you. Be advised we are politically incorrect because we do not wish to erode the intellect. So what am I saying? If you're woke, this isn't the show for you. If you think that wearing a face mask when you go to the supermarket or anywhere outdoors is going to save you from a carefully crafted bioweapon and all of the diseases that it brings forth, this show is not for you. If you believe that only Democrats or Republicans can save the world, this show is not for you. Martini heads are self-aware people. We know how the world works. We know who runs it. We know why they do the things that they do. We understand deep state ideology. And we're committed to dismantling the deep state machinery. So... You know, if you're okay with all of that or even if you're on the fence because so many people are waking up right now, then welcome on board and perhaps you'll have a jolly good time with us. But if you are what people call these days a snowflake or somebody who's feeble-minded, weak-minded, and that's not an insult. I mean, if you're someone who absolutely believes what they read in the paper, absolutely believes what is on mainstream news, and, and you think that there can be no truth outside of that, Do yourselves a favor, because you'll probably have a nervous breakdown by the end of the show, and you will need the recipe for the cocktail that I'm going to give you at that time. This show is for people with common sense, who value common decency and common courtesy. We are patriots on this show. You can call us MAGA, make America gorgeous again. Of course we support Trump. Because if it wasn't for Trump, people would still think that the sun shines out of Hillary Clinton's arsehole. And, you know, we all know that Hillary Clinton's arsehole is a portal to hell. So, you know, I'm just being up front with you here in the first five minutes of the show, but you're all welcome. At least listen. You know, it's a mark of intelligence, I think, and a mark of some sort of security to be able to entertain various notions without being upset by them or without being influenced by them. The human mind is capable of so much more than it currently processes. Now, normally on the show, we do quack questions, answers, and comments. That's sort of the meat of the show. To, to find out what is going on in the minds of you, the people. Then we do a silly little poem. We normally do something called Awesome American Civics, um, you know, and then I pontificate a bit and maybe do some weird and wacky tidbits. But I'm traveling today, so I have no idea what order anything is going to be in. But I will share with you some of the letters that I have pulled off my internet. Um, and I'll just go ahead and say, quack, questions, answers, and comments, keep them coming. If you would like to share the contents of your magnificent or mad minds with martini heads across the globe, across the known universe even, send me your emails, arnie at or if you prefer snail mail, Cosmic Arnie, P.O. Box 714, Wilsonville, Oregon, 97070, USA. And don't forget to let me know if and how you wish to be identified, or I will refer to you as omit personal details. So as I shook up the proverbial fishbowl of perpetual perplexity, um, most of the letters were something along the lines of Oh, my God, Arnie, I am so depressed. Oh, my God, Arnie, I really don't know what to do with my family. They've gone completely mad. Arnie, how do I make sense of the news? How do I know what's true? How do I know what's woo? How do I know what I should do? And everyone's depressed and angry and going inward. So I think I can best serve all the quackers today um, who wrote in recently, by pulling up some notes from a very old cosmic conversation that I did, which is called Vision Questing for Soft, Clueless Urbanites. Now, you've heard me go on about the false ego and the personality ego, ad nauseum, really, because it's all I talk about, because that's the problem, isn't it? We don't know who we are and the ego spins, and when the false ego wins, then we spin. We spin internally, individually, and then a family spin, a tribe spin, the country spins, the world spins, and right now we are on the spin cycle in the biggest washing machine of all the planets in this solar system. We can solve all these problems by just understanding our true nature. So I'm going to approach it in a slightly different way today. Uh, It's in direct response to our planet's current mental health crisis. It's very noisy on planet Earth, isn't it? And now that I've said that, some chap with a blow dryer has decided, one of those assault leaf blowers, he's outside my window now, so I apologize if he comes over, but it's very noisy here on Earth. So how do you know the sound of your own voice? And you couple that with how terrified people are of looking within and acknowledging what they've done in their lives. You know, we are divine beings. Of course, we know that. Or with cosmic, if you prefer. I actually prefer cosmic. It's, you know, that doesn't matter. It's all the same. So we're these unlimited eternal beings. And we're terrified to look at all the things that we've done in our lives. We don't process our emotions properly. We don't look at ourselves with a view to becoming the best version of ourselves. We don't process anything with a view to self-improvement. It's all about gain. It's all about looking good. And we're far too attached to stuff. Now, vision questing is an ancient practice. Back in the day... When you came of age, you'd go on a vision quest. And coming of age, you know, is usually when a woman has her first period or uh, when, you know, the chap's dangly bits get rather excited and uh, he thinks about that sort of thing. When you come into that age, you want a purpose in life. And in, in ancient time, indigenous tribes... You'd go and have a chat with the shaman, and the shaman would pat you on the head and go, oh, you're a man now, and oh, you're a woman now, and there's a life ahead of you, and there's responsibilities. Um, So you want to learn how to be the best version of yourself as young as possible, and they'd send you out on a vision quest. Of course, the world was very different then. You weren't distracted with multiple fast food restaurants on your way to your chosen vision quest location. You would basically uh, go somewhere where you could probably get water. You may or may not take a few days' worth of food with you, but you would go out into the open, find shelter if necessary, and you would just sit there and breathe until the vision came to you. People find that rather odd these days, People who can't even look away from their smartphones or their computer screens for more than two, three minutes without having a nervous breakdown. And, you see, I go back to that indigenous time because there is this relentless campaign to separate humans from their true nature and from nature. And that has very much taken its toll. You know, you look at all of the first world nations, we have a mental health problem crisis here. On top of that, we have all sorts of medications that people are taking. We have lost our connection to our own selves, let alone just Mother Earth. We have forgotten, for the most part, how our food is grown. And we just expect that it's manufactured in some greenhouse somewhere, shows up in a supermarket, wrapped in saran wrap. And on top of all that, for the last 120 years or so, we've had vaccines Um, which I am an openly an anti-vaxxer because I know that it's not a good thing. I know that the human body is designed to overcome what is in its environment. Um, And if it doesn't overcome that, then it gets sick and dies. And that's just the way that it's supposed to be. But that's okay because it leaves more resources for the ones that are left. And it also puts a lot of archival information in the Akashic Records for the human race. But this latest round of vaccines, we all know are not vaccines, we know that they're bioweapons. And that plays a great part in the separation of spirit and self here. Um, I would love to go into a great detail about the arc of the disease and everything that I've seen with these fake vaccines. But I said back in 2019, when they started injecting this BS into people's uh, bodies, I saw that there were little demonic nanobots or parasitic things that started to, um, how can I put it? They started to form their own lines of intelligence, their own web. And when I spoke to some of them, I said, you're not human. What are you doing inside a human body? And they are there to form an intelligence pathway that will separate humans from their divine connection. So, of course, how could that interfere with our immune response? How could it not confuse the human interface? It is changing us from humans to transhumans to eventually post-humans and what the cabal want eventually, which is that we're all automatons. But that's not going to happen. And you could say, Arnie, you know, all realms of life are an illusion, and they are. But mental health within those illusions depends on the respectful interaction between us and the primary realm we have chosen to experience on. And the key word here is interaction. You know the old thing? If a pretzel falls in the forest and there is no one to hear it and pick it up and eat it, does it make a sound and is it tasty? See, no, no. No, it, is, it, it isn't. It doesn't, you see, because our reality is formed by our interactions. And a big problem for first world dwellers today is the lack of interaction with nature. We have plenty of interaction with pretzels, but not with nature. Who came first? I'm, I'm not talking about the chicken or the egg. Who came first here, humans or the planet? The planet, Mother Earth, Terra, Gaia, Shun, all of her ancient names. She is a soul. She has a soul, one of the first souls. The souls of the planets come from the realm where the gods were created. She is an ancient living being. Her soul was forged in the fires of divine love long before any of us silly little humans came along. And she does not need us, but she welcomed us, and she welcomes us always, even though we're absolute blithering idiots. We have mistreated her. We have brought her great distress and disappointment, but she has never rejected us. So if we're going to move forward into the fourth dimensional life on this planet, um, and on occasion I've had my doubts, but you know what? Of course we are, because we can't be the only naughty kid on the block. We're going to have to refine our interactions. Mm. So, oh that is a nice drink. Mm. So I've explained the traditional vision quest, right, the rite of passage. I've also said people were more tuned to nature way back when. So if you attempt to do one of the old-fashioned, you know, vision quests today, do bear in mind I am talking about clueless urbanites, soft urbanites. If you try to do this the old-fashioned way and you're not in tune with the outdoors or particularly physically fit, Or you've never done a shit in the woods or buried your poop with a small trowel hundreds of yards away from groundwater uh, and perhaps not bathed for three days and not eating much and no hot food. And uh, if you're worried about insects and snakes and cougars um, and probably, you know, refugees uh, somewhere in the forest who got lost, this probably isn't going to be uh, a good thing for you. You're prepared to fail, basically, and you'll be in worse shape than before. Urbanites. You need preparation. So this is how you do it. So first of all, you really want to clarify why you feel the need to quest. This is foremost. And everyone has a different reason for doing a quest. I'll just go out on a limb right now and just say most people would benefit from a quest because they can't shut the noises in their heads down. They don't know who's talking to them. Is it me? Is it the devil is it jesus is it aliens what is it so before you go out to your cabin in the woods and do all this sort of thing i highly recommend that you spend seven days doing a very favorite exercise of mine where for seven days in a row you put aside 30 minutes each day and you write down why you need this quest and interesting stuff comes up So on the top of the page, you write, why I am doing a vision quest. Why do I need a vision quest? Something like that. And then you turn off your telephone and everything. And for 30 minutes, for seven days in a row, you just take a pencil and paper and you write down everything that comes in out of your head. Everything. It doesn't matter if it's rubbish. It will be probably in the beginning. But you just keep writing and dumping all this stuff out of your mind. Do not edit. Do not read it nothing. I I always say wait until the seventh day where everything is complete and then go back and read and you'll see all the contents of goo in your mind and in there somewhere there will be a few little gems. But it's like a dump. You want to dump. You're learning to focus because what is the mind? Your brain is the hardware, is it? Even though it's soft and gooey, the mind is the software. We have to learn to still the mind. We have to learn to meditate. You know, people go, oh, no, Annie, please, oh, God, don't talk about meditation. You always talk about meditation. There must be a reason why thousands of shamans all over the world all the time talk about meditation. Clearly, it's something that you need to do. At the very least, you need to breathe rhythmically and learn to be okay with just learning rhythmic breathing you should meditate daily do 20 minutes a day every single day for a full month before you go on any type of vision quest and during that month when you're prepping for this quest take your daily walks in your local and non-local parks not just for building stamina But to heighten your awareness regarding your surroundings, humans don't have very good situational awareness. Think about that. We really don't. We rely far too much on the GPS to tell us when to go, when to turn, um, and our phones tell us what to do. And, you know, so we're out of step with the rhythm of our step when we walk, when we step our breath, our heartbeat, that should all go well together. When we're walking outdoors, we are more aware of the infernal noises in our heads. Walk them out. Breathe them out. And during that preparation month, pay attention to which foods and beverages you are reactive to and eliminate them. And I strongly recommend that you keep a journal of how your perception changes in you know, various aspects of your life as you do that. Now, and at the end of the month, have a day of silence. It starts in the morning and it ends the next morning. It is 24 hours of silence. And this in itself is a sacred practice. Now, how can I explain the day of silence to you? It is a whole day that you spend in absolute silence. There are no exceptions. It doesn't mean that you are silent for 24 hours, but the radio is on. Or that you are silent for 24 hours and other people talk to you. No. You want to have a day to yourself where all media is shut off. You go about your day, but you are quiet you are silent. You might go online and read some of the stories of monks and nuns who uh, live and work in silent orders. You might get a few little tips there. They do it for a lifetime. We're only asking you to do it for one day. So if in that month you've gone for your walk, you've maintained and developed some sort of situational awareness, you've done your journaling, you've done your seven days, 30 minutes a day of why I need a vision quest, and you've successfully had a day of silence without committing suicide or killing somebody else, then you can prepare for a full-on vision quest. Not an indigenous ancient one, but, uh, you know, a soft, clueless urbanite vision quest. And if you are truly clueless and very soft and live in an urban environment, you will need further preparation because, you know, a true quest will take you away from your comfort zone emotionally and location-wise. So when you say to yourself, I did the month, I did the month, how lovely, oh, goody, I'm so wonderful, I'm ready, I really want to do this. Take a look at your calendar. Make sure you have no conflicts. And then pick the date of your vision quest. And then pick the location and make the arrangements. I would start with three days. People go, oh my gosh, Annie, that's too long. I couldn't possibly do three days. OK, do two. But if you've done a day of silence and you've done everything else we talked about, three days is what you should be doing. You know, in ancient time, the indigenous people didn't make arrangements for three days. They bloody well went out there and sat there on their asses on the warm sod, until the vision came. And they didn't go back to their shaman until the vision came to them. Because if they did, the shaman would pat them on the head and go, go back out. You know, now you're a man. Now you're a woman. You have life ahead of you. You have responsibilities. Go out and get your vision. Don't come back until you have your vision. So let's assume all that went well, and you pick the date of your vision quest, you pick the location, you made the arrangements, you know, who's going to look after your cat and all of that. Um, and until that time comes, continue with your daily meditations, continue with your daily walks, have a regular day of silence once in a while, as suits your schedule. And as the date approaches... Double check that your schedule is clear because resistance, my darlings, the false ego is going to go, oh my God, she's going on a vision quest. She is going to discover her divinity. So double check that your schedule is clear. Clear the clutter from your home and workspace. Finish up your projects of procrastination. Tie up all the loose ends. Answer all your emails. Return all the calls. Schedule the payments of the bills. Do all of that stuff. Uh, service your vehicle anything that could take you away from your vision quest back to oh my god I left something undone you know refill your prescriptions whatever and then continue to refine your diet because as you venture outside your comfort zone for the first time you will want to be as stable as possible on your quest and This chubby little shaman here called Ani Abadisyan, who has had a problem with weight on and off most of her life, will tell you that food addictions are surprisingly difficult to deal with. In fact, my old guru back in Kerala would have said, if you can learn to suppress your hunger, you can be a good guru. And I'm not taking the piss. That's how they talk in India, you see. Anyone says that's racist, you're an idiot. Okay, moving on. Based on the location and condition of your chosen quest site, have you made a list and procured all the items you think you will need? Now, take care of anything practical so you're not worrying about it on your quest. Because, again, we all have a touch of self-sabotage in us. Now, back in the days of ancient uh, indigenous uh, vision quests, nobody took a cell phone with them. It's a different world today. I am going to say it's probably safer to take your cell phone with you, assuming there's going to be cell phone service there, but I would take your cell phone with you. I would make sure it's fully charged and in good working order, but turn it off. Now, I also I don't mind telling you when I go on a vision quest I take my gun with me, Um, not just for, you know, safety against humans. When I quest, there's nobody around, but there are critters and whatever. So do what you need to make you feel safe and comfortable so that you can focus on getting the vision. And as for the non-practical stuff, there are five elements on this realm of which we know, air, water, fire, earth, and ether. Spend a few minutes each day. Focusing on your interaction with each element. What does that mean, honey? Well, breathe properly. Think of all the ways. That's air, obviously. Think of all the ways that you need water. What is fire? What does it do? It doesn't just cook your food and keep you warm. It's a purifier. Earth. Take off your shoes. Step in the warm sod. And ether. You can't see it, but it's everywhere. It's a different kind of situational awareness. Now we're going beyond my walk, and who's behind me, who's in front of me, do I smell jasmine, do I smell Daphne? No, now we're thinking universe, air, water, earth, fire, ether, ooh, and then the week before you leave, and finish this one full day before you set out, do the following exercise again for seven days 30 minutes per day but this time at the top of the page instead of writing down why do I need a vision quest write down who am I you will be surprised what interesting little things come out of your tiny little mind about that and again I can't stress enough with these exercises do not second-guess yourself do not cross anything out Do not edit. Absolute stream of consciousness is what we're looking for here. And a sip of this drink. Hold on. The drink that you are not taking with you on a vision quest. No drink or drugs on a vision quest, please. So you do this thing. Who am I? And also that week, the week before you leave, reduce your portion size by about 25%. Be sure you're drinking enough water for your body weight. Make sure your bowels move well. Do some Metamucil. Really clean the colon because nasty stuff lives in there. And I'm not just the poo, but little tiny low-level demonic parasites. They all live there. They all stick to the sides of the intestine and they don't want to come out. Metamucil is wonderful for that. It just gets in there, box it up, and shoots the whole damn thing up. Um, and, you know, lots of water, because spirit work, it consumes a great deal of electrical energy, and without water, your brain will fry. So you've got all that down, and now you're getting sort of excited about it, aren't you? Like, my gosh, I'm going to do this vision quest. I'm going to do something in nature. I'm going to discover myself Now. Probably what will happen at that point is your false ego programming will come in and go, oh, Arnie, you silly little thing. All this uh, scripture, New Age stuff, uh, philosophy, all this stuff that you're reading, that doesn't apply to you, darling. No, no, no. That's for other people. You are never going to overcome your mediocrity. You're always going to be broke. You're always going to be fat. You're always going to be all and list all the things that you think you're always going to be. So be prepared for that, and do understand that every time you get an ego attack, your soul is like, wow, yes, we're killing the ego because it's threatened. Rather like what's happening now in the world, isn't it? I mean, look at the ridiculous stuff that they're coming out with on television now, in the media. Uh, You know, accusing Trump of wanting to put alligators and crocodiles and electrical fish and wires and all sorts of strange stuff to protect the They're just talking rubbish. That is because they are desperate. They don't know what else to do. They're dumping everything, all of their fear out in the hopes that it will stick. Your false ego is going to do that to you. When that happens, rather than doubt yourself, rejoice, I say, rejoice, because your ego knows you're going to kill it, and that's a very good thing. All right, let's move on to the actual quest itself. Uh, We all have our own preferences. You know, some people say, I want a beach location. Some people would want a mountain location. Some people might want to be in the middle of the Gobi Desert. I would not recommend that one for your first-time quest, to be honest. But uh, pick a location that you're comfortable with. Um, Chances are your first attempt at a quest will be in a rental cabin somewhere rural, but not too remote, and that's fine. And it's a good idea for newbies. I wouldn't say, for example, go and rent, you know, a place where there's lots of holiday cabins where you're going to bump into somebody every five minutes. That is not going to help with your vision quest. You need solitude for the vision quest. Um, So if you're going to go to one of those places, you can't leave your cabin in case you run into something, okay, or someone. Now, let's be practical. Always let people know exactly where you will be and the time frame that you will be there and also the route that you will take to and from. And it's never a bad idea to change the message on your cell phone to say hi this is Annie Abditionan from January 25th to February the 6th I will be vision questing in a remote part of blah 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 um, and this is the actual GPS coordinate or the address and this is the route that I'm taking that way if you do get lost or something terrible happens to you and people start going where is that woman we cannot find her they'll call you and your message will say exactly where you are and they'll they'll be able to find you okay and again, take your fully charged phone with you and your charger for emergencies, I guess, but turn off the phone once you are settled in your space. When you get there, um, I'm assuming for your first time it's going to be an indoor. It wasn't always indoor with the indigenous people. It was very much outdoor. But for us soft, clueless uh, urbanites, and I do you know, count myself as part of that tribe, um, Whatever choose a place you choose, go in there and ritually cleanse it. And by that I mean open the windows, ritually cleanse it however you do it, um, with sound, with sound and incense, with prayer work, whatever works for you. But you want to cleanse it, purify it, vitalize it, stabilize that entire area and just open yourself to the hierarchy of light. Open yourself and see that place in golden light, a conduit to all the wisdom and love and and information that you need in the universe. Place your carefully chosen gear neatly in a place, corner somewhere, and do whatever you need to do to get settled in. You know, make sure the shower works, the toilet flushes, if indeed you have such luxuries. Indigenous people didn't. And... Pick the spot you will spend the most time in, because that's going to be what I call the still point. It's a sort of a sacred place now once you've done that. You can draw, if you want, a sacred circle around the whole place, and just go ahead and define your sacred place in your own way, in your own words. If it's a three-day outdoor quest, then you will be a lot more experienced. Um, You'll have done several indoor quests, and uh, you'll be much happier sitting out in the rain for days and days and days, and you don't need any advice from me. Now, what do I do on a vision quest? Well, let me have a sip of my drink, and um, I'll talk you through that. And remember, this drink is growing on me. Mm. All right. Um, Remember that we're doing this because we want to be the best version of ourselves. We're doing this because we want to know who we are. To thine own self be true. We are divine beings, cosmic beings, eternal, very powerful. And yet we all have our heads up our asses right now. And the planet is going to hell in a handbasket. Um, And we want that not to happen next time around. We don't want to have another next time. So remember why we're doing this. So what are you going to do on this vision quest? And this is where you realize the value of your meditations. This is where you realize the value of all that walking that you've been doing and the refinement of your diet and so forth. Even though the show is called Metaphysical Martini, that month before the vision quest, if you are a drinker, stop drinking. If you smoke pot or um, take drugs, uh, whatever, I don't think pot is a drug. I think it's a herb. But if you do anything like that recreationally, you need to stop it. Um, That sounds painful to a great many people. It doesn't mean you can never have a joint again or never have a drink again. But if you're going to discover who you are, You don't want any stimulants in your body, do you? You want to know who you are without the stimulants, without the booze, without the drugs, without the donuts, without the excess sugar, and without the dreadful fast food that is slowly killing the planet anyway. So what we're doing on this quest, then, is one way or another, we're asking for cosmic guidance, divine guidance, and we're going there to receive it. What you actually do, literally do, on a daily basis, depends largely on what type of person you are. I could give you a very short answer and say, do nothing. Actually, that's very good advice. Do nothing. Breathe. Meditate. Go for a walk. Observe. Listen. Bang your drum. Play the drone notes on your flute. Be open to allowing forces seen and unseen to visit and interact with you. That's what we should be doing on a vision quest. Chances are that's what you'll be doing on your fourth or fifth vision quest. Because what it usually ends up being for the first one is we get there and we go, Oh, God, why am I here? I don't have any chocolate with me. And then you go through all that. And then you sit down and you go, I'm going to make the best of it. And you breathe and you meditate and then you examine your life thus far. And rather than that being a positive experience for the first time, if you haven't meditated before, um, we shudder at the lost potential, um, the what we think is a wasted life. And then we review our fears and our perceived failures. And then we grade our successes See, in the safety of the silence, and without anyone there to see or judge us, we allow ourselves to feel those suppressed emotions in deep and profound ways. In the silence, they take on new meaning. And it's easier in the silence to breathe them away, out of the body, out of the aura, into the ether, Up, up, and away they go. We settle down, and we converse with our inner divine. And we find new strengths. We gain new perspectives. And we find, oh my God, perhaps we are open to change after all. All this life examination that goes on. We begin to connect the dots in our lives and discover our life's theme. We face the issues that are in our face all day, every day, the ones we never want to address. Because we're all very good at helping each other, aren't we? Oh, darling, you have a problem, I'll talk to you about it. Oh, yes, indeed, let's have a whole conversation about that. But the things that are in our faces every single day, we find that very difficult to to deal with, don't we? The vision quest, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Let it unfold. You may not get an absolute vision the first time, but you're allowing yourself the space to unfold and to dump all the shit inside of you. And believe me, it will be valuable. You will give abundant thanks to yourself, to God, and to all, for having the courage to come out here and do this. And of course, yes, we ask for a vision. And, you know, we need to be comfortable with the idea that we might see ourselves in a past life or a future life. Because in the silence, things change. In the silence, ooh, many magical and mysterious things happen. So prepare to have your core beliefs shattered. Prepare to have your worldview shattered if need be. Take a journal with you. Issues come up, good and bad. Make notes. Your relationship with yourself is why you're there primarily, but you see, your relationship to everyone and everything is going to be questioned during a quest because you're sorting out your relationship with you i always say the only important relationship is the one with god and i've never seen god as something outside of myself i've seen myself as something inside of god your relationship to you you relate primarily to your human personality but that is the smallest part of any of us this is just a temporary individualized experience. We are divine energy playing at being a human. We sort out our relationship with our birth family during these vision quests. Like, my parents, why did I choose them? Yeah, why did they choose you? On the other side, you came up with some sort of idea that you could help each other in this quest of life. So you review that. And my parents were terrible to me. They were horrible people. But you chose that knowing that that was the greater potential. So what did you learn from it? You didn't choose it to go into false ego and go, I'm a product of my parents. I'm a terrible person and I can never change. No, you chose your terrible parents so that you can overcome that and self-validate. All this comes up. You'll find yourself having many interesting arguments with yourself. Don't argue, actually. Just try to think of it more as a discussion. Your relationship with your life partner. That's going to be something that comes up. We've uh, had a lot of people break up lately over this whole COVID thing. Um, We had a lot of people break up during the Barack Obama administration. More people breaking up during the Trump administration. People have, you know, we're at the age of awakening. It's okay. It's okay. Relationships are gonna change. Your relationship with your colleagues. When you awaken, it's very difficult to work and stay with low vibration people. Your relationship with your community. What does it mean to be an American? Very important question. That's just one example. Why am I in my church group? You might ask yourself, why do I belong to this political party? Why do I support this political agenda? We're all craving community, but we don't want to just be part of a community just because we're lonely. All this will come up. Your relationship with your perception of what source energy is, and our relationship with money, which is such a big thing on this planet, because money holds us captive. From a shaman's point of view, it's... um. It's interesting when you sit back and think about it because money is just a form of currency. And if we are doing what we love and we're doing it honorably and ethically, you're supposed to have enough and it's supposed to be okay. Why doesn't it always work out that way? A vision quest is a perfect place for you to sort that out. And then once you, you know, get into sorting all those things out, you'll get the biggest one of all is what pisses me off the most about myself? And why don't I do something about it? You know, when you're out there, you, you might be a person that needs to be hit over the head with a mallet before you get something. Or you could be somebody who picks up on subtleties. I very strongly advise you to do the month preparation with the breathing and the walking and the meditation, because this will this will help you to pick up on the subtleties that you'll get in the silence. You need to be open. Open to the subtle senses, open to the subtle realms, dimensions within dimensions within dimensions. Not be afraid of it. Think of it as the glory of God, the glory of the universe, the ever-expanding universe. When you're in that space of a vision quest, you're entering through a portal into a new world because you're entering into a new way of thinking, and it is not necessarily a comfortable experience initially. If you've been walking around with a nail embedded in your thigh and... (laughs) <laughs> you know, you learn to live with it, but it's, it's really, really uncomfortable. And then, But somebody takes it out, and it's extremely painful. But once it heals, you can use that leg properly again. There may or may not be a good analogy, but you get what I mean. On the other side of the vision quest, you will have learned so much, you will actually forget the pain. And some people have very dramatic visions, you know. And some people just have gentle insights. Some people have a massive aha moment other people have lots of little mhm moments and keep a journal because you may not understand it at the time of receiving so be sure to make a note of it be open and aware of subtle physical changes in your immediate area you've invited the forces of light to guide you and be aware ...that in an altered state of consciousness, things may not be quite as they seem. A large rock may morph into a face and wink at you. The rustling of leaves on a tree may turn into an angelic chorus. Allow the magical, the unexpected to occur. That's why you are here. Those of you who have done guided meditations will find that a lot easier. You might find yourself having a conversation with uh, your spirit guides, angel guides, animal guides, ancestors, a past version of you, a future version of you, an alternate present version of you, another aspect of you, aliens, who knows, hedgehogs. My uh, animal guide is a hedgehog. I have tremendous conversations with this rather large, like the size of a chihuahua, this hedgehog. And, you know, that's Henry the Hedgehog. That's my animal guide. We always do vision quests together. So don't sweat it. Don't double-guess yourself. You're not going mad. You're actually regaining your sanity. Let it come. Allow it. And then peeps will say, what if I don't have a vision? It's okay. It's okay. But when you review your notes and you review your experiences, you will find that you have learned so much about yourself during that quest. And chances are, even on that very first quest, even if it's just three days inside a rented cabin somewhere by the Metolius or whatever, you know, you will have learned enough to make some very significant and very positive changes in your life. And you'll Begin to crave the silence, actually. So continue to familiarize yourself with the silence. Continue experimenting with meditations. Continue getting to know and like yourself. Wait a while and plan another quest, another adventure. You don't want to do too much isolation. Um, There was a lovely... uh, See if I can find it here somewhere with all these uh, little papers and things that I have here. I think it was in the New Yorker. It's a magazine my partner loves and subscribes to. It's about a woman who spent 500 days in a cave. And I think at the end of it, we can surmise at the end of that article, 500 days in a cave, 200 feet underneath the ground, was far too much. She lost all sense of reality. And uh, by the grace of God, she was able to come back out. And she did have people monitoring her. Um, If you find that in the New Yorker, the article is woman who spent 500 days in a cave. Uh, It's not a very long read and very interesting. Um, And you'll know why I recommend three to five days (laughs) and not 300 to 500. But if we do things like this, get away from the urban environment and really connect Your senses will be a lot sharper when you come back into the city. You'll make some real life-altering decisions. People, the world has gone mad right now, but that's what had to happen. Because it's going to collapse, and it's going to be rebuilt along fair and equitable lines, along the way that it should have been in the first place. Spirit-centered libertarian ideals the best way that I can put it. So that is my advice to you all for, instead of you know writing in and going, I have a problem, I don't know what to think. And of course you don't know what to think. There's only one answer right now. It's to step away and join with your spirit self. Be the unlimited, eternal, glorious, cosmic space adventurer that God created you to be. And then you can negotiate all the fuckery in this realm, standing on your head while whistling Dixie, because all of this rubbish is just illusion, just people talking out of their asses and conning people who don't have a capacity for critical thinking, because rather than taking their family out for a hike on Sundays, they take them all out to the mall or to home goods, or to Michael's, or to a restaurant to eat a ridiculous amount of overpriced fast food. We need to get away from the cities and find our divinity. That will change you, and that will change your tribe, and that will change your nation, and that will change the planet. And then everybody else in this solar system will be happy with planet Earth once again. Do we have time for a silly little poem today, just to change the mood? I think we do. Let me have a quick little sip of this drinky poo. Mm. Okay. So I'm, um, I'm in California right now, helping my mom. She had uh, you know, a bit of a surgery uh, last week, so I'm helping her through things. And I'm helping her to organize her house as she downsizes. So I thought I would write a poem about that. So let's see how it goes. Because I like nothing better than writing silly poems to entertain you all with. So here we go. And this is called, Today I'm Sorting Out My Mum's Kitchen. And here we go. Today I'm sorting out my mum's kitchen. She's happy. She thinks it's quite bitchin'. She recently had surgery, so she can't pitch in, but is happy to direct operations. What goes to consignment, trash, or donations? It's our family's culinary version of mass deportations. When we have done with accessories for edibles, we'll move on to shoes and things wearable, and we'll finish with things office and clerical. If we're smart and stick to the timeline, the garage needs a whole new design. Is it a goldmine or a landmine? We'll review and we'll realign. I'm a big fan of downsizing. I don't fall prey to consumer advertising. I find clutter to be singularly unappetizing. So we'll make good of this time that we have together and take advantage of the sunny Californian weather to sort out the trash from the treasure. Another brilliant poem by Ani Abadisan. I really don't know how you all put up with my brilliance um, and my bullshit over the years. Thank you guys for sticking with me and listening to this show. Now I would be amiss if I didn't thank Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, for kindly sponsoring the show and making sure that it is distributed throughout the entire galaxy. And in in honor of that, I think what I'd like to do is share my very favorite my favorite new cocktail with you. And I raise this glass to uh, the people at MysticalWares.com. So, um, actually, hold on just a moment. Let me take another sip. (laughs) Mm. All right. Now, while you are logging on to mysticalwares.com and ordering everything under the sun, may I remind you to visit my website, Ani, at uh, AniAvadison.com. Is that my website? Yes, it is. And take a look at the services that I have on offer. In particular, go to the page that says Cosmic Conversations. Once a month, we have these little short entry-level presentations to stimulate interest and promote awareness. This February 24th, I'll be doing a presentation on the Apocrypha. On March 23rd, I'll be doing the Cabalion, which uh, you know we'll be talking about the seven hermetic principles of Hermes Trimagister. On April the 27th, we'll be doing a spot of comparative religion. Do you know how many religions exist today? Well, I suppose that depends on how you classify a religion. Um, Thousands are my estimate, so we'll uh, discuss a little bit about that. And on May 25th, this is one I'm really looking forward to. It's uh, Nazism's Occult Roots. And we'll talk all about the occult and the Third and Fourth Reich. So take a look at that. And uh, I think I've almost finished my drink. So I think I can say, my darlings, I hope you enjoyed listening to the show as much as I enjoyed recording it. Because I always have a blast. Today's real-life drink was a brandy sour. And I'm going to call it an Armenian brandy sour. Because I'm in Fresno, California, where there are many Armenians. And I have used Ararat brandy for this. Which was Winston Churchill's favourite, and you make it thusly: two ounces of Ararat brandy, just buy the cheapest one they have; don't do the fancy stuff. Half an ounce of fresh lemon juice, and one teaspoon of superfine sugar. So much better than simple syrup. Take all that, put it in a shaker with cracked ice, and do shaky, 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 shaky. Strain it, pour it into a little glass. Um, with a lovely little cherry and a slice of orange. Sip slowly, and you will really enjoy it. I'm Ani. mad as the day is long, Avedisian. This was a metaphysical martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful, and I mean that. Until we meet again, don't take any shit from the man. Make America gorgeous again. And above all, my darlings, let the spirit inhabit the human. You have been listening to The Metaphysical Martini with Ani Alpertizian, The Mad Shaman, a production of CosmicReality.com.